Do I love you? Do I lust for you? Am I a sinner because I do the two? Can you let me know? Right now, please. Bonita Applebaum. I'm Erica. And I'm Nila. And what's up, girl? What it do? How are you? Good. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Thanks. Um, today we have a special guest. I feel like I'm saging in your face. <laughs> <laughs> Vibes. Um, we have Daphne Waynes, my friend that I've known for a long time. Um, relationship expert, health expert, career mom, mama of five. Doula. Doula. I mean, is there anything you can't do, don't do? I don't know. I mean, there are some things I don't do, but (laughs) I do what I do well. Um, I actually met Daphne... You know, I was telling my mom, I remember the moment I met you. No, stop. Yeah, I do. Because I'll never forget it. I was like, probably it was when my mom was working on Keenan's show. Uh And I came... I came to see her, and we were, I, was, I don't know what we were doing. We were sitting the in the late night some, show. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, so we were sitting in, like, that stadium seating or something, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and you you came up to my mom, and I just remember you had really long, curly hair, and you weren't wearing a bra, and I was like, oh, my God, she's not wearing a bra. And I remember I was probably, like, six. still not wearing a bra. <laughs> and she's still not wearing a bra. Uh, I was probably, like, six years old or something, six or seven, and I was like, she's so cool. <laughs> Is that what She's girls do? Is that what bra. is that what like cool girls do? <laughs> oh my god! I was like, because my mom's always wearing it. <laughs> I mean, I'm not at not at the hot, not at home, but at work. Yeah, I'm not I was really. Like, she, I was like, she must be like super, like a she's like a hippie or something. Mm-hmm. Um, that's so interesting that that's what you got at six, but you weren't far off. <laughs> I will say I'd known. Okay, so. Can I just answer that? Yeah. Okay, so I'm not a big bra wearer, <laughs> and I found a little piece of information that justifies it. There's this book called Dress to Kill, and this anthropologist follows women that wore bras and women that didn't wear bras in these small tribes or something. I don't remember where. And the women that wore bras, they found there was a higher incident of breast cancer. Mm. than the women that didn't. Why? It had nothing to really do with the bra except that the mammary glands, these, need to hang Mm. because they're connected to the lymph nodes here and when you're jumping and they're bouncing, they are uh, are cleansing, relieving, something like that, the lymph nodes. Mm -hmm. So it's important. So if you have them up and tight like this, bound, then they're not allowing that whole lymphatic system to work. Oh. I'm so happy I now have this piece of information. Yes. Well, you, you yeah. it. Okay, Jamila, you didn't need that piece of information. Right. You weren't going to be wearing bras regardless. Right. right. <laughs> so I wear them sometimes to be modest or to be, like, if I'm in front of men, I um, will wear them because I want to be appropriate. But it's not a part of my 
daily life. And then the second piece that justified it was I was always breastfeeding. I breastfed for 13 years straight. Wow. Like one after the next. So sometimes I breastfed a kid for almost four years. And I spent a lot of time doing that. So so there was no re- the, the bra was like, in the way. Right. I mean, shirts were too much even, but the bra was just too much. So. But that's funny because actually I literally like just thought about that moment recently. And I was like, when oh, was the first time I actually met Daphne? And I was like, I was a little girl. When you guys, when I hear stories like this, like she just told the one, I'm always going, oh my God, was I, you know, you're just moving through life. I'm like, was I appropriate? Did I create a good effect? Did I? And thank goodness I always, uh, I always have. I haven't had anyone go, you are a fucking bitch. <laughs> I don't know how my mind works. And I know in a moment I might be frazzled, I might be whatever, but I just, like, as I've progressed, I have learned to just slow down and really be there and be intentional because I'm always like, when she said that, I'm like, oh my God, I did something stupid. When she said she saw me for the mm-hmm. first time, I'm like, did I do something stupid? It's crazy because I just told her before we started, um, I don't, I don't, I didn't know Daphne at all. <laughs> so I wasn't like through a pair or anything. I was working at Whole Foods in Sherman Oaks when I was in high school, like the, as the, the bad girl. Mm-hmm. And um, the other cashier was like, basically like pumping you up while you were checking out. Like, oh, this, she's the bomb. She knows she has five kids. They all speak French. She probably wasn't wearing a bra. And I was like, wow, that's right. my type of lady. You <laughs> know, because so... like, I've never, ever wanted to wear many clothes or a bra, even in, you know, in high school. Right. So when I hear that, I think, God, I wish I'd said something to you. I wish I'd met you. Or I was even just like all the people, if even if it's just extraneous, extraneous or extra people kind of around, and it's not like with you. I want to see your mom, so I didn't like. Why didn't I speak to her? No, you probably did. No, I think you did. You probably did. You probably did. But that's so interesting to now look back. Like, why of all the customers of the sixteen-year-old self at Whole Foods back? Like, I remember that distinctly. And it's funny that you really don't know who's watching you. Right. And before we even became, I feel like it happens to me all day, no matter where I go. In my mind. I'm like this little Amish woman away. <laughs> I don't go anywhere. I don't see anyone. I just go on my walk and I come home and I'm in my little sanctuary all day long. But then the moment I go out, I step one toe out of the house. Someone will go, I saw you. I saw you. No matter what. Literally, I go on my walk. I go so early in the morning. On the weekends, there's no cars out. My gardener came to me later on the day. He goes, I saw you walking. <laughs> so I saw you. That's stalkers. Hey. Right. <laughs> right. Like, he goes, I saw you walking down the street on uh, Wilbur. I was like, oh, my God. Why did you see me? He goes, I almost hit you drinking your coffee. Like, Great. Well, you're just supposed to be seen. You got that type yeah, of energy. you got good energy. Yeah, you're beautiful. beautiful. Right. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah, because I remember looking at you and I was like, she's like, so free. I mean, I wouldn't even. I don't even know what that meant. Right. Then. I don't know. I mean, apparently, you know, right. I did. Right. That's um, what you got. Like, she's not wearing a bra. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Note to it. self: I can grow up and not wear a bra. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I just gave up on trying to like conform to that, but it's always fun. I never wore bras either until like now I ha- now I have my boobs done so now it feels like I'm supposed to because really because they feel they I feel know heavier. You're not show but I want to see them. You want to see obsessed them? with boobs done? They're really that? nice. What? Run YouTube. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was like, is this that kind of show? What the fuck are you? Wait, doing? is it live? <laughs> <laughs> it's live. Uh, I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe she's just gonna do a bra thing. Right. And 
now you know. <laughs> Wait a minute. Now I'm going to flag us. No, I'm just kidding. Wait a minute, though. Huh. I love it. I'll show I want to see them. One. I'll show you them later. They're I want to nice. know all about it. It hurt. <laughs> yeah. But I'm happy. You you love that you got them? Yeah, I'm happy. Really? Them. Mm-hmm. Why? Um, I just feel like, I don't know, I like them. They, they, I feel like my, they balanced me out, right? I was insecure. I was kind of insecure about my boobs mm-hmm. um, after I had Irie. And now I'm not. What did you feel like? They were like, small, saggy, what? Well, honestly, I think I was going through a lot of things during that time, just feeling like outside of my body, not really knowing, like mm-hmm. not recognizing myself anymore. And I... When I first went to go to the doctor, I was like, I think I need to get liposuction. And they were like, no. And I'm so glad I didn't do that because mm-hmm. um, I don't need that. Um, and I don't need these. It's just that I wanted them. Fun accoutrement. Yeah. Okay, so I have, a, I have a story about just about anything you guys want to talk about, unfortunately. <laughs> want to hear my boob job story? Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> I go to lunch with two of my friends, and we're sitting like this. And so this friend is like, a new friend, but she this friend introduced me. And I'm like, damn, their boobs are good. And I want to stare so bad. <laughs> and I want to stare at both their boobs. But I'm like, what the fuck? Like, how do they look so good? So finally, I'm like, I'm sorry. Your boobs are fucking amazing. I don't even want to try to keep whatever. And she goes, oh, my God. You have to go to my doctor. I'm just like, they're, I'm tripping how perfect they look. She goes, oh, my God. You have to go to my doctor. He's amazing. He does me and my whole family. And I'm going, this is such an L.A. thing. I'm say. like, bitch, you are like 23. You just got those titties. What the fuck do you mean? You're, well, your whole family. And I'm like, really? She goes, yeah, I'm going to call him now. She gets me <laughs> and she calls. She gets me in the next day. And I'm like, how did I get here? She must get a discount. Right, I'm right? like, I'm going to this. So I get there. <laughs> The next day, and I'm like, do I go? Do I not? They're like, just bring pictures of boobs you want. And I'm like, hers? I don't know. I don't know. Like, I really, and all, honestly, don't want to have to wear a bra. And I don't, I just want to kind of look at them about this. I want that. I kind of <laughs> like being, you know, because I'm heavy bottom. I don't need to be heavy bottom man top. And so I get there, and they're like, can we see your pictures? And I have all these little bitty titty pictures. They're all like your size. <laughs> And they go, and the girl goes, hold on. And she goes and she gets this big giant laundry basket and she goes, you see these? And they're letters. And she, they're falling out of her hand. She goes, these are letters from all over the world. There are people waiting 10 months to come here. Oh, no. And she goes, I think you should go get yourself a little padded bra. <laughs> Like the little titties you want. Now, let me back up and tell you who the person was that called the doctor for me to see him the next day. It takes forever to see him. Kim Kardashian. She's like, Daphne, I got to call. You got to go right now. Me and my whole family and all of us. And I'm looking like, bitch, what? You just got those titties. And the other one's Brandy. Brandy and Kim. So that's my boob job story. So then I decided to survey... Men. So I'm writing this series of books about the feminine arts. And they range everything from, they range from how to keep a home, the art of shutting the fuck up, the art of being selfish, the art of femininity, like the soft woman, because I want to return the soft woman. And so I surveyed close to 100 men. 
and I asked them a standard bunch of questions. So one thing I asked them was about work, boobs, face, all these other things. Mm -hmm. And I had some very interesting findings. Now, did you talk to a man before you got your boobs? No. Okay, no woman ever talks to men, mm-hmm. which I was fucking surprised. Because I was also, right after the Kim incident, with... Well, a- I talked to, like, my gay homeboy. who was like, yes, bitch! <laughs> yeah! Okay, to me, gay men are the worst <laughs> people to talk to they, about they'll, women. They'll make you, they they'll just, you'll just be out here looking crazy. It's just, like, <laughs> not it. I don't even want to... That's what I don't want to talk about here as gay men, because <laughs> I have some very unpopular opinions. But. <laughs> we'll save that conversation so, for later. Uh, okay, so I was out with this group of women, these Brazilian women, and they were like, and I don't really like traveling packs of women like that. I'm like more like a sisterly, one-on-one. I'm not like a girl's trip kind of girl anyway. And they go, let's go get... And they all had plans on all the shit they were getting done to their face and whatever. And I was like, did anyone consult their man about this? Like, and they all looked like, bitch, we don't talk to men about what they want. Like, we tell them what they're getting. And that was like a <laughs> thing. Like, men, women hadn't talked to men about it. So when I talked to men, they had a very different opinion. What about that? what? Okay, so to the point of their different opinion, yesterday, my significant other ran downstairs frantically to me, and he goes, babe, I need you to make me one promise. And I go, what? He goes, just one promise. Like, fuck everything else. This is really serious. And I go, what? What is it? Like, I don't know if I can promise you that. Like, I don't know. What? Like, it's serious. And he goes, no work. And I go, what do you mean no work? He goes, no getting anything done. No getting anything, no lipo, no tucks, no boobs, no lines, no Botox, no anything. And I was like, what if this? I give her all this. He goes, I don't care, nothing, nothing. I can't do it. I'm telling you right now, I can't do anything. I'm telling you right, right now. Huh? I'm telling you right, right now. Right, he's like, I can't do it. If you, like... Are you thinking about it? Like, oh, where did you... this come from? Was he watching right. so oh, the like, So I'm like, why are you saying this? He goes, I'm scrolling through Instagram, and I'm looking at these women, and they just look fucking stupid. <laughs> they look stupid, like weird, like they can't smell. Like, right. So he And I go, this last conversation now lasts the whole day. And he's like, nothing. Don't, like, I love you how you are. If you fucking, if whatever. Shit changes, it changes, but it changes by nature. Mm-hmm. I've already accounted for that. So, my survey found that men don't like it. Period. And the biggest thing I heard was it makes them think she's weak. And he he didn't know anything about He's not even a part of my survey. He said the same thing. It makes him think she's weak and she would succumb to that. And it makes him not trust her. Mm. They said because he thinks she's weak. Mm. Yeah, it was like a very interesting find. And you know what I now let me just say that was that was black men, and most of my server were were black men. Mm-hmm. White men, on the other hand, and and I only surveyed a couple like white trainers were like they didn't care. Mm-hmm. But I found that in that space, I'm sorry, I keep cutting you off. In that space, men want to trust in the sex intimacy space. They want to know that you're real. 
And that's one of the things. But anyway, that was like very, very surprising. But black men be saying that. Yeah, they that's what I was going to say. I was and they be the same right. mother jumpers in the DMs of the bitch with the big old booty oh, and the titties and I, the weird lips. No, I'm not <laughs> saying that there, there aren't men. I feel like they, given the choice... That's like a fun toy thing. Okay. That's not who they want to settle with. down okay. with. Right. It's like settle down versus, and I think they have, you know, varying degrees of it. Like how much stuff happens with the face. Like <clears throat> another dear friend just got like a lot done to her face. <laughs> dear friend. <laughs> a lot. A lot. Like it's surprising. I'm like tempering my words because we all know who she is. And, and, her husband didn't say he didn't like it, but he ran up to me and was like, don't ever do it. Uh, don't ever do in it. In front of her? No. Did you uh, tell her? No. no I just was like, the done. vibe was different than don't do it. The di- vibe was like, <laughs> this Help. bitch tripped. <laughs> and she tripped. She tripped because she's a beautiful person, a beautiful, stunning woman, and... She tripped. It's messed up. We're in a really weird space. So, well, I'm not about to do all that. I got my boobies done. I don't regret it. Do I think, do men think I'm weak because of it? I don't know. Most men don't even know I have my boobs done. Mm-hmm. Actually, right. the guy that I'm seeing had no idea. He was like, wait, what? Because they look very natural. Mm-hmm. Um, and no, I didn't ask a man because I didn't do it for a man. I did it for me. And I didn't have a man and I don't have a man. So <laughs> there was no one to ask. <laughs> Oh, but I just meant like... Actually, well, my baby so. daddy had a lot of opinions about it. And I, I didn't tell him. Someone else told him. But he had opinions because he was like, oh, so you have money to go that get was, the da 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 That had nothing to do with like the basics <laughs> and of like, the booth. I was like, stop counting so. my money. I handle what I have to handle. You need to handle what you need to handle. Right. The end. Right. Um, yeah, that's a whole different argument. That's a whole other story. That's <laughs> a whole other... Yeah. yeah, it has nothing to do with the titties. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean... But I, you're happy. You I'm happy, yeah. But I, I can't imagine like doing anything like... Oh, it's too like. I'm scared of all of it. I, have I friends. mean, luckily, yeah, like I, I have lips. I don't need them. And if no, I didn't, and I'm you have good. a stunning face, like, like you. Yeah, it would do you a disservice to do anything. And I feel but like sometimes a lot of girls that do them, they end up looking older. Well, they're doing it so young, which well, is really strange. Also, they too. it's a thing. Like I want them to say, I want them to like say when they do it. And I know it's like <laughs> you don't have to, but I'm the whole time going. It's weird. Like, I'm looking at you, and I know you did something. Bitch, you changed... Like, I just had dinner with my friend, and the whole dinner, I'm like, bitch, you changed your whole face. Like, one of the one of the top, like, 15 most beautiful women I've ever seen in my life. She changed her teeth. She changed her lips. She changed her teeth. Now she talks differently. Mm. She did... Made her nose, like... It, ugh, it's gross. Probably yeah. She probably went but the to that whole Ryan, time. What's his name? Simon or that's what the Kardashians do. I don't know. Too. And they like build. He like builds a face. He doesn't Are even have to do surgery. To, but oh, what do like you that. think? He'll literally give you a nose job without fillers. like giving you a nose job. He'll but like do you say it. something or do you I'm like, like act like I can't? Right. I can't. I, it, it depends how close we are because I'm like, ah, bitch, <laughs> you look different. <laughs> what you do? <laughs> don't be coming to dinner pretending like you don't get a new face. Well, I, I probably wouldn't like, say anything. I would just be staring. Right, that was Erica, me. If I showed up, you hadn't seen me in fucking eight years. I showed up to dinner. And oh, I'm you, like, but it, like with you, yes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're not gonna be like bitch. Well, it just starts very, very slight. It's very subtle, and it's a little bit where you're like, am I tripping? Like, right? Should I say something? Right? Do I say something, or do I just let her live? Or and I'm the whole time going, why aren't you saying something? Like, <laughs> say I got it done. Right. Well. um... 
so because you're not on that on that wave, mm-hmm. and I'm sure your kids are not on that wave because you yeah. have you so you have five kids and you've raised them to be bra free, <laughs> free bra free hippie. <laughs> that, that's just what they saw. Don't wear bra, child. Listen, they well, did no, grow up so like, quite to... hippie, and I'm like, not like I'm being that. It's just real deal. No, it's no, who you are. Deal how. But I went to so when I went, I, I went to Daphne's house the other night, and first of all, I had like very enlightening moments. So I texted Jamila afterwards. I was like, "Girl, I'm done having sex just for the fun of it. Sex <laughs> is for procreation and for my husband. And like, sex is confusing because it's specifically for procreating, and that's why we're fucking confused because we're just having sex with people just for the fuck of it." Um, yeah. And also, you shared with me that your kids have never been to the doctor, mm-hmm. which I was like, like never, like for anything, like full dentistry, you and get their teeth cleaned. <laughs> and I thought that was like, and I, and and you also said they never really get sick, and I well they get sick, well, but I mean, it's okay gets... to get sick. They don't get like they don't have any disease, but we have like some shit. And our one has f- fucked up ass allergies. Like I'm gonna die if I eat a nut. Allergy mm-hmm. anaphylaxis. The other one has like a little eczema situation. The other one had seizures like crazy. And I just dealt with each one as they came. And they, they've been sick, like they've had colds and things like that. But all these things build the immune system. It makes you stronger. So every time you get sick, you build the antibody for that virus. But the moment you start not letting, it's a very intelligent Were you design. raised that way too? Or? Nope. Everyone's like, oh, she's raised like it. No, I was raised by some... Some Negroes. <laughs> have that. But I will say, I had um, a very keen awareness when I was really young. Like, I had, a, I had to verify this with my mom, but when I was four, I went to a doctor, and I just remember not liking how they were treating me. And I was, they were going to give me a shot in my arm, and I was sitting with my mom here and the, the, the nurse here. And the way she was handling me was like, how you handle this? Like, not like I'm a person. Like, I'm just an item, and she's going to do this to me. And I was like, a, I had the same soft voice that I have now, but I was a little girl, like very soft-spoken. So people would assign me as shy, but I wasn't shy. I just had a soft voice. And I remember her trying to get right and holding me so that I wouldn't, move during the shot and then I just was like something just said say it and I said can I just have the medicine and she was kind of like I don't feel like doing this anyway let me check and I had this real strong affinity for the doctor she walked out and she asked him and I could hear them behind me she asked me if I could take it as a pill instead and I just remember like saying like this very sincere determined prayer that if I got out of this I would never see a doctor again (laughs) and I was only four but I was like if he says if I get out of this I ain't ever gonna be in this fucking situation again (laughs) and maybe I didn't say it like that because I was four but that was like (laughs) the sentiment right and he goes yeah I don't see why not and I got out of it and then I think I didn't take the pills and I was like this ain't I'm never gonna be in someone's fucking care where they're just doing things to me and I only remember being sick one other time after that. It was just more like a decision. Like I decided I'm not going to be sick. 
because that's not how I want my life. I don't want to burden others with it. I don't want to be in the control of other people. And I had another weird doctor thing happen that where something kind of like not cool happened when I was younger. So the last time I was sick, I was probably, probably like 11 years old, but my children have not ever seen me sick. Hmm. I just don't get sick. It's not even like in part of something that can happen for me. I'm like, no, that not me. Like when people are like, don't come near, I'm going to get sick. I'm like, I'm good. I'm not, like, that's not how, that's not my story. I, sometimes it's the consideration and when I have been sick, it's weird. It's like eight hours, just like a couple hours. And it's really like something stressful will happen. Like I'll get scared or I'll be uh, just some kind of stress, some kind of upset. Mm-hmm. And I always feel like it's kind of this aura around you. Because why wouldn't we, how can we go to public bathrooms and be out in public and on planes and things like that and not get sick? You have this kind of invisible bubble around you. And the moment an upset happens, there's like an opening. Mm-hmm. And then anything can invade, right? So usually when someone comes to me and they tell me they're sick, I go, okay, well, tell me anything upsetting happened in three day, within the past three days. And always, always like something, there's this uh, one girl who had strep. And she had like proper strep and you could see it and everything. The virus in her throat. And asked what happened in the past three days and she was a model and she said oh well I'm supposed to do this campaign that really goes against everything I believe in but I didn't speak up mm. so that not speaking mm. up affects the throat right that's so funny my um my landlord she's really into like holistic healing and she has her own line of like oils and mm-hmm. she always drops them off to me <clears throat> and she, I get strep throat a lot mm. I actually haven't gotten it in a while now um like fully produced mm-hmm. I've got I've caught it and been able to like get mm-hmm. rid of it which normally never happens it's like when I get it there's no going back normally right. but she was like there's something going on with in your throat chakra right I was gonna say <clears throat> she's like are you not expressing yourself and I was like I don't think I have any issues expressing myself but maybe I'm not maybe I'm not maybe I'm not communicating something to someone or yeah, to, my, or to myself thing. it could be the thing I mean yeah. it's just worth worth looking at I'm not saying don't that's not in lieu of medical advice or anything like that. It's just I have such a low tolerance for being sick. My children are like, I'm like, <laughs> I always say to them, like, okay, look, I'm going to take care of you for three days. And then I have this talk with them when I go after three days. Because I kind of feel like they get into it like, yeah, I'm just going to lay here. Can I have my tea? Can I have my <laughs> massage? I'm going to do the most. Because I don't want to deal with this. Because also, when you have five children, if it spreads around, I'm going to do the most. I'm going to quarantine you. I'm going to give you fresh air, lots of sleep, and liquids. That's like my standard treatment. And then after three days, I'm in your ear going, hey, dude. So I'm going to need you to know that you are in that body. So you control that body. And I need you to make some new decisions. (laughs) So make some new decisions because I'm not doing this all week. So, your little nurse, your little nurse mommy is about to be out. <laughs> you better make some new decisions. And that talk usually is like, um, just whips him into shape. But also, my, my guy, 
he was one of those things, he had these kind of paradigms about his health where he'd go, oh, I get sick every January. <laughs> every time the kid gets sick, I'm sick. And I'm like, will you stop with that? Like, you're not. Why, why would that make sense? Your kid gets sick and you get sick. I said, it's called sympathy. Stop sympathizing with her. You don't have to. Sympathy means like same feeling. Sorry. It means same feeling, right? So stop sympathizing. And allow her to be sick on her own. You don't have to get sick because she's sick. Mm -hmm. And the moment he saw it, I was like, yeah, I'm not doing this. Like, you're on your own, dude. I'll tell you what to do. Here's some sleep and some fresh air, some lots of liquid and get better. And he literally hasn't been sick in a very long time. And I think a lot of it has to do with happiness and stress level, too. True. So, yeah. Um, did you give your, so, I mean, now you have five kids. Mm -hmm. Did you give birth vaginally to all of them? Vaginally to all of them. And how old were you? I, I didn't hear it. I was a baby. How old were you when you had your first? A very baby. Very much a baby. What's a baby? Very young. You can't tell me? <laughs> well, because no, because then everyone starts doing math on how old they are. Uh, so I was pretty okay, young. Okay, so young. So I was very young. Younger than you guys. Uh-huh. Yeah. And how, how old were you? So you were young when you got married as well? Yes, yeah, so I was very young. Well, I got married later, but I was in, like, a married-like relationship very young. How long were you married for? Uh, I think it was, like, 15 years we were together and then married for less, some portion of that, because I kept having children. And I had them all vaginally, and the first baby to the last are very different experiences. I didn't even know, obviously, what to expect at all, what to anticipate, um... I had in my mind what I wanted, but after the first time of having a baby in a hospital, I never wanted that again. Then I later subsequently started having children at home, which I absolutely love the experience. That makes me want to have five more children. Would you have more children? Yes. I would. If I got pregnant, I'd be fine with that, but um, <clears throat> I'd probably have a, you know, like do it myself. I don't know that I'd have a doctor or anything, just me and my... You would do an unassisted home birth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you had an unassisted home birth before? No. You had midwife. No, but you, you, you feel know, like you could do it. Yeah, you might be my spirit animal. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love it. I want to be your spirit animal. Yeah, I, um, I could see that doing it on my own. Yeah, I, I, I wanted to have Luna because I was broke and my baby daddy was broke, and I was like, like I'm not going to the hospital. Yeah. And I, I was like, I'll go to the doctor up until. And I told her, I was like, I'm just having the baby at home. I didn't tell her I was going to do it unassisted. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to have my home, my home girl, who's had three kids at home. I was like, you think your mom will come down here and like help deliver the baby? I was like, ask her if she thinks she's like, you know, experienced enough. And she was like, yeah, I've seen it like at least five times. I think I could do it. I'm like, cool. Mm-hmm. So during my, my due date, like just come down. I'll pay. I'll give you five hundred dollars. <laughs> I was like, I'll give you five hundred dollars and let's just do this. I'll get the the kit. Anyway, I ended up having, like, high blood pressure and all this other, you know, blah, blah, blah. And they, like, fuck shit up. And like, How'd you know? Oh. I went, to, I went to my, my doctor's appointment, and that day, she was like, your blood pressure's kind of high. I'm like, I'm going home. She's like, I think you should stay. So that, <clears throat> play them out the door, but I'm all about. I feel like they can do that to, they can tell first moms just about anything. Mm, that was anything. me. Yeah. Was, they me. will tell you And the nurse a down. And I, I, wanted want a, you. I wanted a home birth, too, and I, but I had you no have su- to. I had no support. Like, I no one supported me. me. I remember, I said, I I remember a couple of weeks before you were going to be born. I don't want to be ever pushy with it, but it's just like, it's very hard to talk to first-time moms. They're very much stuck on 
what they know. They're not very rarely are they willing to relinquish it to someone who has more experience. Well, I think you're, I think I think pregnancy, especially for first time moms, is so over medicalized. There's so much fear. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so much fear around it. Mm-hmm. I had an experience, a hospital experience, not at four, but like in, I was 15, and this girl I went to high school with got pregnant early. And she was having a baby. We weren't even that close, but I was just like so sympathizing and I'm like, was there for her. And I remember going to the hospital with her and everybody was just moving around quickly. Shit was beeping. Everybody was obviously panicking. Did not say one word to this girl or to anyone. And I'm like, I will never. I remember thinking, hell no. This is fucked up. Right. Like and then they're like, you have to get cut open. You have to get cesarean. Oh, the baby is losing its breath. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why would anybody c- come do this? I'm like, this is scary. And then after that, I met my friend who had three kids at home, and I was like, oh, that makes way more sense. Mm-hmm. It never like sat well with me. I had no point of reference. I I just knew I wanted to have a home birth, and then I even met with midwives, but baby daddy was not supportive. Family was not supportive. My doctor scared me and made me feel like yeah, I'm being irresponsible. Yeah. And so I, I you know was the difference between a just like some of my children I had and left the hospital 30 minutes later and I paid cash because I just so then you did have some nothing. Your, so then you did mm-hmm. have some of your kids mm-hmm. in the hospital. Yeah, I left thir- with Nala. I left 30 minutes later and I paid cash. It was $25,000. And that was it. You're like, I can't I'm just giving you 25 stacks. I mean, for right, but me it was pushing. like for like a real amazing uh, midwife, I think it was about four or five, five. grand. Yeah, like yeah four or five grand. But so, even then. So why did you go to the hospital then? Because I wasn't getting the support from my husband. And, mm-hmm. the, and then finally, you know, it took some, like, he was nervous about it. I was like crawling in the parking lot. I, want, I was like, I'll have it in the parking lot before I go in there. <laughs> and that was how that happened in 20 minutes. I walked in the door, had her, and was like, I can't do it. Like another motherfucker walking here, just checking on me. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> oh checking? my God, that. Oh my the God. Fucking, are you checking? That, that, they're like, you, you checking? need to rest. You need to rest. Are you okay? We need to wake right. up. Wake up. Yeah, waking you up. Oh my God, waking up every five seconds. No. I was like, <laughs> like bitch, who are you? Introduce yourself. I'm just walking here. Who the fuck are you? And what are you doing here? What are you checking on? Everything's fine. Leave. <laughs> I said, one more person walking here. Walked in. They're like, we're calling security. Bye. Call. <laughs> It's so important. I, I can't stress it enough like to have, to do research and to have like a birth plan. Because even I had a birth plan. I, sh- I had fat, like copied that shit, written it all out. Yeah. And I was like... Doulas are great because they help you keep the plan. But if you... Yeah. If you if one of your options is to go to the hospital, once, you know, as a doula, once you get to the hospital, it's just a lot of it's out of your control and you're watching them, like what they're doing. You're like, this lady, I, I just had this one client recently... We weren't there. She just went to check, and I was like, they're going to check her and send her back home. She's not ready, but she, that was what she wanted to feel comfortable. This bitch went and broke her water. Mm. She knew she was doing it. She broke she her water. She didn't say anything to her? She was like, oh, you're not ready. She was like, let me check, let me check, let me check. She was doing it, and I knew what she, she was, was doing. doing. It just took too long. She broke her water. Oh, and no. then she stood up, and she's like... I think my water broke. And she has, and the lady's like, oh, okay, you don't have to leave now. No. She just did it. It happens all the time. Did you say anything? Well, because she was like, oh, I want to call my uh, colleague to come in here. I said, no, it's fine. You said she's not ready. We'll go back home. She goes, oh, no, I just want to call her in to see my senior so she can see, and uh, we'll just have her check it out, too. 
And I was like, no, I think we're good. And she's like, it's okay, we'll just whatever. So, okay. <laughs> she did it, and she's just taking a little bit too long. Like, wait, let me see, let me see. And you saw, I saw her push. She broke the water. They'd be lying and all types of stuff. Or they'll like scrape the the membrane to be just, you know. Shit they have no business doing. Yeah, they they broke my water. Yeah. And then I ended up getting a C section. Right, because that's the whole. Because you disrupted the process. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and they and they use like you said scare tactics. They'll sit there and they'll tell you, "Oh, you could die. Your baby, baby could die. You could die. The baby could die." Like, and who's what mom? You're like, great. Right. Well, do what you got to do. Right. That's crazy. Um, so you also, which I think is very interesting and I guess untraditional, as you and your ex husband live basically in the same gated community, like a few houses down from each other. Five houses from each other. Five houses. You like borrow sugar and all that. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> so when you got a divorce, did you like, were you, did you, so you just moved out and got another house in the same community or how did no. that work? Okay, so we got a divorce. I found, this is like a pretty popular story, um, but <laughs> I, I'm sorry, just checking, shouldn't be doing this during this, but I just want to make sure. Um, uh, got a divorce, found a house, and then um, I'm actually saving the story for something else, but uh uh, sorry. No, I just was noticing my time. So, uh, and then he moved down the street. Oh, but he moved down the street from you. Oh, you found well, the house. The thing is, this is what I'll say. Let me well, just give you the short story. <laughs> well, let me just give you the short story. You shouldn't talk shit to men with means because <laughs> they have ways. So I'm driving down the street in my little community, and I'm waiting for this. I'm behind a big moving truck. So I'm just watching, like, oh, they must be happy moving into their house, and they're moving stuff out. And I was like, oh, I have a table like that. Um, I have that vase. Um, I have a chair like that. And then I, like, step back and have, like, a whole pan of everything, and it's all my stuff. And this fucking heat wave comes over my whole body. I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> and I just realized this is all the stuff of my house that I just lived in. I just moved out of a few months ago. So, And I was like, this, this can't be real. This can't be real. This can't be real. Because he'd said to me when we were in the early stages of our divorce. He was living like further than we lived and life was our life was kind of centered here and he was like, "I think I should move around here." I was like, "Yeah, I don't know why you moved all the way over there. That's not going to work." He's like, "Yeah, I think I should move around here." And I was like, mm. And then I heard him on the phone. He's like, "Yeah, I think I'm going to look in here where Daphne is." And I was like, "Wait, no, <laughs> too close." Not like that. <laughs> too soon, too close. And he's like, "Yeah. I don't think so. Maybe you're right." I don't know mess with your vibe or and I was like yours too I just think and um I connected him with a realtor and I was like whatever you do not here but the greedy ass realtor <laughs> the greedy. that nigga <laughs> he was like he wanted a house here so how long have you guys lived in the same 
community. Well, at first it was just very awkward. It wasn't the plan at all, but then it worked out because we kept, we had a very consistent schedule, like one week on, one week off. And the kids just walked down the street. (laughs) Walked down the street. So it has a lot of benefits because your baby daddy's down the street and they have to go there anyway and we have a schedule and, but it also doesn't work when you have, as I say, little girls are, they're just real humdingers. What does that mean? A humdinger. A humdinger is like, if you look it up, it just, I think it's like something incredible. A humdinger. So I, girls are, that's what girls are. Girls are really something else as as children. Um, you have someone like, well, I'm leaving. Oh, they're coming just, over to your house? Yeah, You'll just be like, like ah, you can't no, come here. leaving like, I'm like, then get the fuck out. <laughs> and you no, it's just going five houses down. <laughs> so it doesn't ever really make you work things out when you know you could just run five houses away. Uh, right, right, right. So that kind of gets messy. That part is like, it sounds like fine and dandy. People are like, you guys are so civilized. You just worked it out. You lived down the street from each other and raised your kids together, which we did do. And in the end, it worked out. But it initially... Oh, it was, was that difficult like that. when yeah. people are dating other people? You could see who's coming over, who's been there three days. That car's I don't know. I can't time. speak for him, but for me, it was fine because I was never like that part of our relationship had ended. And we were just so I also do in my relationship consulting, I do uncoupling and family reconfiguration. I have a lot of expertise in that. Because <laughs> you just realize, like, okay, we're not a couple anymore, but what are we? And how do we continue to be that in a way? And it's still a relationship you still have to work out. And um, so I was done with that part, so it was fine, whatever. I didn't really care. I don't know about for him, but it was pretty civil for the, mo- for the most part. Yeah, yeah incidents. we've never had anyone on like with an, and discuss divorce because I'm obviously I mean I'm not I never I didn't get to the marriage part mm-hmm. thank God mm-hmm. um <laughs> but like what is well I mean what is I mean your divorce obviously was like much more high profile yeah that part a lot and very expensive yes. which all divorces can be expensive but no it's just not the business but um was it was it it was arduous it was um it was arduous, it was scary, it was lonely, it was uh, confusing, it was, um, let me turn this down, I'm just seeing how far I am from my destination. Um, sorry, it was, uh, let me just see if I have to leave here. I'm supposed to go somewhere. Um, and what time do you have to leave? I thought I had to leave now, but maybe not. I'll see. Um, it was, it depends. It's like, I think you have to exhaust all efforts. Before you do divorce. Yeah, like, are do you... Do you feel like you did? I feel like I did. I feel like he didn't. I feel like, like what I thought at the time, it was the most confusing thing. It was never in my math. It was never what I wanted. It was very, very heartbreaking. It was the death of something and the beginning of another thing. And I think it was like something I couldn't stop from happening. And now in hindsight, I'm very happy it happened because it forced me to be 
a different kind of person and who I probably really am, who I couldn't be in that. Was it mutual? No, I didn't want a divorce. He wanted a divorce. I think it gets sticky because I don't want to say things on here, but long story short, it was his origination. And, uh, yeah, at the time, I didn't think that was a good idea. I didn't want it. I couldn't imagine. um, I didn't want to do anything else. I didn't have, like, you guys probably had, like, career aspirations. I couldn't find anything else that sounded, like, more fun than being a mom and a wife. So it was all I ever wanted to be was a mom and a wife. I didn't want to be an attorney or a teacher (laughs) or none that sounded like more fun than being a wife. So I was doing my career as a wife and a mom and raising family. Um, And I think that he, so he wanted that and I couldn't wrap my mind around like what would life, like if if someone said, we're going to get rid of the floor of the earth right now and then you're gonna, and then third Friday will be Friday. You're like, but well, wait a minute, right. the ground is gone, the bottom's out. The, How, like, where are we walking? To? Right. Right. Where are we walking? Or <laughs> like, yeah, the sky will be gone tomorrow. And you're like, I can't even fathom that. I can't. What does that mean? What does that mean? You're, we're not married. We don't. How does that even work? But I couldn't be who I am in that. There's just no room for it. It's limiting. How did that yeah. affect your kids? I think when like, I think about tell, it now, how did you tell them? they were really young, and I just told them. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, for them kind of scary, too. I think they're going to react to the parents. They never felt like it's because of them or anything like that, thank goodness. They, I made it very clear, this is we can't figure out how to work out our differences. But what I learned later was the same differences you have to work out in the relationship, you have to work out in the divorce. Mm-hmm. And it's much nastier in the divorce to work it out. Because um, there's so many other people involved. Yeah, as well. and I think when you get married, you you're kind of hoping that you can continue to grow, but you can do it together. Right. Even on your own, everyone has their own journey, and so, and every relationship has its own journey, and that one just had. Um, it was at the end of the of the journey of that in that way. So then it had a rest of a journey because we have children together, and and that journey was different. But the husband wife part I think was over. Like we've done our our work together as husband and wife. So what's dating like with five kids after a divorce? Oh well, I guess I also was not ever a dater. I don't even get it. You know, you said to me something dating. I'm like, what does that mean? Well, because you're in your relationship, you're in the person you're going to. Well, in your also, marriage, I'm like a in love person. So it's I have two speeds. Like if you go in your car and there's neutral and reverse and all this other shit. If there were drive and park, that's me. There's zero and a hundred. So which speed do you want to go? Right, right. You want to do zero. You want to do a hundred. That's it. So I'm like, I meet a guy and I'm like, in. 30 seconds, you want to be married? <laughs> if that's a no, then I'm like, oh, I have friends. What do you want to do? I don't even understand dating. What that means. Like, What are you saying? It like sounds the, like constant so you, text driving. Yeah. Like you honest. always, whenever you're, if you decide to spend time with someone or become... It may not work out. But like you need the, to know that that's an end goal. You, you want to be married. Well, I have to know the end goal. The end goal can't ever be like, I give up some ass, you trip, you're weird, I'm tripping. No, yeah, that yeah. ain't it at all. I need to know you're invested in my life. Like, this is, I can see that in you. If I can't see that in you, then it's not, it's zero. Speed zero. 
when, I, when we were talking the other night, we were talking about open relationships because um, and you were saying how they never work. And we had an episode about open relationships and, you know, it was actually, we probably did it about nine months ago or was it I'd like to see, I'd like to see where it works. Yeah. But nine months ago, we were but like, yeah, yeah, I was with Supriya. That was like, that was last June. It was like a year ago. Almost a year ago. And um, a lot of, I think we're in a time now where so many like people are sh- want open relationships. They want, they don't want commitment. And even me, like, I feel like I... I definitely want commitment. I need commitment. But then again, like, do I think I could have sex with one person my entire life? No. Or I could, but do I want to? You know? And like, and but you're... But when it gets down to the basis of it, like... Well, then you talked the about... The sex is like, is it just a thing that goes in... The penis goes inside a vagina? Or is it like a connection thing that you're having? And is it love? And is it... You know what I mean? Like, when I hear people say, like, oh, I don't want to just have sex with one person... Is so much. I think it's. I mean, it's, it's definitely to. connection. I mean, I'm not just. It's not about just a penis and going in the vagina. Right. So it's then, what could you have because connection I, with other people without that that level of intimacy, where you open up your your like most sacred treasures? You're saying you offer that. There's to ways it. to be intimate and connect with people without it being sexual. So, yeah. 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 When people say open relationships, and it's just like who you reserve that for, because. What I find most often is people will waste it, even if you're not. So, you know, they'll waste it. Something will happen or it just gets messy and confusion, confusing. And if I have other goals, that one is my real space where it'll fuck everything up. So When you're in a, like, in a relationship, relationship, like any confusion there will affect everything else. So, Which is why I'm not in one. Yeah, I mean, it's it's you just got to be in the right one or one where there's a mutual agreement, right? But when I hear this thing about open relationships, I, I get it. Like everyone wants everyone wants what they want. Yeah, when I'm driving in traffic, I want a helicopter and I want to just be like <laughs> fuck all this traffic sure, and right. I want to ram all through it. But there, are, you know, a few guidelines there that work for a reason. The lines in the freeway work for a reason. The stoplights are really helpful when it's my turn to go. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it gets confusing in those spaces. So, Have you ever, of all your relationship expertise coaching that you've given, have you ever seen, or within, within friends even, like a successful open relationship? Kind of in polygamous cultures like in Islam or kind of I see a little bit more order there but it's a little bit different because when I hear people say talk about open relationships you're only getting a little piece out of the relationship you're getting sex do you know how easy like before I could get a get up and get a glass of water I could have had sex 20 times that's the easiest thing to get and women are giving up what's so sacred about them that easily. It's so easy to get. So in the open relationship, the person's not, it's usually like sometimes it'll be a married couple with a person on the side, and the person on the side has several people on the side, and they don't really get the, they get like kind of partial benefit of the, they get sexual benefit from the couple, 
and then they have another thing going on and it's a lot of hiding you have to do a lot of hiding and that hiding is a bit of a burden. You gotta hide your phone. You can't let the other person know. Well, what it's if it's not about hiding? What if you're in well, a if relationship? it's open? If you're it, in a relationship and it's open, rarely is it really, really open. But like when I saw in in cultures like in Islam, right, where they might have several wives, they did the honor of marrying the woman. It's not like a side piece, right? You're, you're not, not gonna, like you're he's like. Gonna be no, wife. here's your house. Here's your staff. I'm gonna take care of you. I'm gonna father these children. I'm gonna. You're only getting a little piece of it. So if someone's like, and that was for other reasons. There shouldn't be single women raising children. Sons and daughters need dads. And they need that kind of a figure. So when I see women just giving it up for, I mean, what are you getting in an open relationship? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Like, don't you want some commitment well, to that? Well, I guess you could have commitment from that couple. Like, I guess, I don't know. I haven't seen it. Let me just answer your question. I haven't seen it. I've seen it kind of in in some cultures where the person's like, no, I, we will formally be married. Right. You are my wife. This is my wife. They're not compared to each other. There's not, I see a little bit more cooperation in that area. I see big, big, big families. Right. For the, I need to procreate with you. I need to create with you. I need to spread my seed. But it's more like the powerful man. It's not like have a bunch of wives in an apartment. No. These women got like they real ass separate, shit. Yeah. They got, yeah. No, like a big ass house or a big ass bank account or, you know, right. people Enough that are there us. that right. support that. Yeah. Yeah. It's very different. But when I see open relationships, what I instantly think is these people are kind of together, but then they each do that with like three other people, and then they each do that. And I'm like, it's a lot of transferring of fluids, fluids, energy, heart, a lot of it is messy, is messy. Feelings. I actually, um, I went on a date. And then, oh, then the rules. There are a lot of rules. Oh, then there are rules. Like, especially once you start to have multiple partners during sex, like threesome and things like that. There are actual rules. Like, don't look her in the eyes. Don't kiss her. Don't kiss her. Don't come inside her. Don't. Like, there are rules in it. Like, who? Is there a fucking referee there? (laughs) Bring it up. Bring it up. Pause. Pause. Time out. Time out. (laughs) Right. That titty is not to be touched. We told you that. I saw you looking her in the eyes. All right. And the thing is, all the intimacy is designed not only to create babies, but the reason it's the highest, the greatest feeling is because it's the highest creation. So the only thing that matters, this is what we talked about on my walk this morning with Bay. Um, that the only thing that matters really is love. That's all that fucking matters. Like, if you have all the money in the world and you don't have that, it doesn't matter. If you have the greatest person in the world and you don't love them, but, like, someone who's trash, who you just love anyway, <laughs> it's all that matters. It's all that matters. So, in that, that's not everyone's having sex and wanting all these experiences, but it's just a doingness is what I'm trying to say. It's, like it's just like a love. It's just a machine kind of a thing or a mechanical kind of thing. It's not, it's lacking the piece that's really there. Because you can have orgasmic-like experiences without ever even touching. It's true. But the woman is giving up and putting so much wear and tear on herself. 
for what's very, very sacred about her. And it's not like, you know, vagina is vagina, right? It's the being, it's the person that, I don't know. I don't want to get like on a tangent about preaching about that. No, well, I mean, I, you. When we were talking the other night, I was like, "Oh my God, she's so right." I told Jamila, I was like, "I don't think I want. I can't do an open relationship." I mean, I'm, I'm essentially, I'm not really doing that right now because I'm not in. A, I'm in a relationship with someone. I mean, I'm in. I have a relationship with Jamila. I mean, this person mm-hmm. right. has time but with. But the intimate, right? But um, yeah, I was like, I can't. I don't think I can do it. Like, I thought the idea of it sounds good, like appealing because of this. I this. I think a lot of it is because in my last relationship, you know, there was so many, there was so much miscommunication. There was not, there was a the lot of lies. Is- there was a lot of lies. There was a lot of cheating and all those things. And so part of me was like, do I feel like I want to open a relationship because I feel like I don't deserve. Right. It's a not- compromise from what your original, it sounds Plan like was. a compromise from what your original, um, what do I call it? Purpose is, right? So it's like a failed purpose. Like if I say, I'm on my way to Paris, and then something happens, and I go, well, I'll just go to Paris, California instead. (laughs) It's like, that's not what my journey was. My journey was to do this. Your journey was to be married. And I don't want to tell you about you. I'm just saying, suppose this, Mm -hmm. right? Was to be married, have a happy family, and all this. But thing one and two weren't right. You're a fucking liar, which is fine. Just keep that over there. Mm -hmm. Like, you can't... Or we can be together. I just know you're a liar. So everything you do, I'm going to go, you lied. You're lying. I'm going to call you out every time. I'm not going to act like, a, you know, like you have to, it's okay. I want to create a safe space for you to just tell the truth. And a lot of times I see women who go, he's a liar. And if he lies to me, I'm going to, and I go, sometimes if you're asking someone to tell you the truth, you have to just let, allow them to do that. You can't be punitive after Mm-hmm. You have to allow someone to fuck up. So are you willing to love that person through that? Because again, we all came with our whole set of blue, our blueprint for our lives. Mm-hmm. And then we incorporate people in it. But my blueprint is still from, to get from here to there. Mm-hmm. It's so easy to, you know, it, 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 there are a couple things. Like why buy the cow if you get it for free? But it's also what is your goal if you're just in it to just have sex that that's a goal but what does that leave you feeling like right mm-hmm. yeah I used to think like just love it's okay to let people be free I don't want to like contain you from doing what you're going to do regardless and like mm-hmm. I, I I think that it's maybe not natural like our animal instinct isn't to be monogamous maybe but I've come to the conclusion that I probably could not be in an open relationship because I'll cut you and mm-hmm. also, I don't... And we live in, a, a like, a higher kind of an animal, right? Like, yeah, more yeah. thinking and reasonable. It's not like we're totally, like... Animalistic. Like, a whale has been a whale forever. A human has created airplanes and iPhones and computers. Evolved. And so, it's our minds that make us, quote-unquote, superior. It's not because we say we are. It's because our mind is able to break the laws of life, right? So, I think in a society, if... A, they said. Careful with that wire. I'm, like yeah, I'm, not, I'm definitely not going to touch it. I'm not going to touch it. I promise. In a society where the family is the cornerstone of that society, mm-hmm. there's the world, and the cornerstone of that is the family, and then the cornerstone of that is the marriage. 
then there's a breakdown of that and it just gets to be a bit chaotic and the term of those marriages though you know is something else like how long they are meant to last these kind of relationships but I don't know it, it breaks down the whole family and women are out here just you're, you're designed to be attracted to men you don't I see women work way too hard mm. I understand in cultures where they're they're modest because it's too much in the um one of the uh kind of disciplines of islam is you don't look a woman in her eyes because it's too damn much <laughs> it is it's too much you don't you it says lower your gaze she's too much her voice is too much her i see it all the time i answer the phone it's well, it's that much. soft ass voice, yeah, Daphne. Yeah. <laughs> right, but you all, you both have the same soft voice too. Mine might be a little bit more powdery, but um, <laughs> it's just the design that men should be attracted to women. So when I see women and titties pushed up, ass all out, and that's fun, but it's so it's a lighter touch than that. Is Does that what you mean when you say like the soft bringing back? Like the soft yeah. woman. Yeah, because when I ask men what they like to see a woman in, that was one of my questions. It's never body con, heels, <laughs> you know, like fat squeezing out on the side. It's always, they don't know how to call it, but they call it a sundress <laughs> and some flip flops, clean nails, and smelling like soap. And because they want to smell a woman, and it allows them to imagine to have their imagination and their imagination never is like oh it's hard to unbuckle her she got a big bra on <laughs> and un- and I gotta stick my foot on her back to unzip her dress it's always like you just lift up her dress like a tissue or it's very light and she flows past and they can imagine so yeah it's a much lighter touch than that men are designed to be attracted to a woman there's never a woman that walked by and men will tell you Every woman that walks by, I just consider. It doesn't matter if she's working at a market or if she's in a tight dress. or It's a lighter touch than that. So the soft woman has, her power is her softness. Her power isn't in being like a man, being loud and boisterous and masculine. What if you are just loud and boisterous? What can you like? You can't. Can you bring that back? Well, I don't mean like soft... you have to have a soft voice. It's just like um, we've been put in a position, a horrible position, where we're like now um, become competitive with men, and the wholeness of life is when a man and a woman together. That actually is the recipe for life. <laughs> is a man and a woman together. No person is, I don't care how gay you are, how one way you are, you're not exempt from being part man and part woman, part mom, part dad. So the wholeness of life is the reconstitution of that when the two of you come back together. Men can do, I don't want a man that can do what I can do. I don't need you to do any of the things I'm expert at. I don't need you to, there's not a competition. Um, and I see men sometimes say like, "Oh, I can cook, I can whatever. It's okay. You can also go chop down a tree. You can do <laughs> some some physical labor. You can do some, you can do some things I don't want to do. And I, you know, you can be 
you know, security minded or things like that. We don't have to do the same thing. That's what a complement is. A complement, if you look at a color chart, the complement of um, orange is green. Now, is that right? Green is made of what? Blue and yellow? Mm-hmm. No. So yeah. green is yellow. Uh, blue is yellow, mm-hmm. right? No. Like the, on the chart? No. Like the blue is, is, is... Anyway, it doesn't contain... Yeah, blue is orange. I'm sorry. Blue is orange, right? And red is green. Because red has no green in it. Green is made of blue and yellow, right? Yeah. So green has no red in it. Red has no green in it. Mm-hmm. And they're, they intensify each other. Right. On a color wheel, right? So it's the same thing. Like, you intensify each other, but without encroaching on one another. So I never want to encroach on a man's masculinity. I let you do what men do. No, and I'll do what women do. I agree. I, I can, yeah. But who defines what women do and who defines what men, what men do? This you is know? what you would do by nature, right? There are some roles that are a little bit more suited for a woman. Hmm. A woman, like, we pay attention to small, fine details in life. Men don't. When I would ask my husband to wash the children, I'd come back and be like... <laughs> What level of shit show is this? <laughs> like, babies in diapers, hair undone, oh, rice all day? That's what you guys had? And he would go, very simply, ain't nobody dead. Because that is a man watching a kid. He's making sure no one dies. Me, I'm like, do you want to learn how to clean it? Would you like to learn how to make a cup of tea? And we could learn your alphabets while we're sitting here. And you can write, and you can clean up after yourself. I have a million things that are going to happen in that time and a man's like hey did nobody get hurt and that's kind of how they see the world in a broad in a very broad macro I say men are macro women are micro and it's you know women who create like fine detail and beauty a man when you go to a man's house he is like a tv and a sofa one pillow and a towel He's I know not, I know some women like that though too yeah. you know that are macro and not micro. Yeah, yeah. I think that the the design is to kind of merge the two, but I like it when they have two different roles. That's just my personal preference. And it's also like just because you can doesn't mean you have to. So marriage, would you do it again? Absolutely. Like like legally? Yes. The legal, the legal even after divorce and everything. I only I don't I don't like I don't like dating. I would marry. I always only want to be married. So given the right circumstance and we can work it out, the man I'm with, I'm always with a man that I want to be married to. So it's, can you work out the kinks to get to that point? But I start off, that's thing one. Is there like a time limit or do you just know when you know? Like in, as far as like being with someone before I marriage? I think it's like a communication thing. I, I want to see can we work out a problem. I think in order to say how great something is, you have to see how the level of bad it can get. Like what does your mad look like? What does your angry look like? What does your hurt look like? What happens when I, if I hurt you? Or if I, how able are we to communicate and work out or untangle a problem we can't how how much are you going to hold on to are we friends do I feel like you're my friend because that's all these relationships are just friendships even with your mom once you don't need your mom to kind of show you and rear you in that way 
It becomes a relationship of choice. You are with your mom, not because you need her teaching you mom things, but because she did a good job as being a mom. So you continue that, but you choose that. You Mm. choose every time, like, this is a friendship I want to have. So same thing in marriage. I feel like it's more like who you make love to and who you wake up with every day. So once I get the feeling of, like, like I wake up every day and I'm like, I'm so happy you're here. And I go to sleep and I think, I'm so happy you're here. So could I do that for another, you know, could I commit to doing that, waking up and trying to do that every day for a long time? That's what I'm looking for. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. Hopefully I'll find that one day. (laughs) We. Well, I think you can't, if you like make the other pit stops along the way, it gets in the way. You just have to. You know, I always say it's like um, eating. Like, I don't ever, I eat what I eat, right? So some things aren't food for me. So when I hear people go, well, all they had was Burger King, that would never be my story. We were like, oh, she didn't eat for three days. There was only Burger King. Right, that's not even food for me. That's not even in my realm of an option. So if you go, well, it's only these piece of shit-ass niggas. So I'm just going to, no. You can change them. You can change them. We have the ability to inspire that. But that's the and thing. I mean, it's it's like, work. I don't want to do all that. It's not a heavy hand. It's not like, I'm going to sit here and change you, because that's not fun for anybody. But they will change. For Because I, I have a humdinger right now. He's something else. But he's changed. Not because I had some heavy hand and a whip. Like, you don't change. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that at all. He's just like... You know, constantly saying, like, what's the right thing to do? What is the right thing? And right is really, like, um, estimation of effort. Like, if I go to push the door open and I push too hard and it breaks the glass, then that was too much effort. If I push the door and it doesn't open enough for me to walk out, that wasn't enough effort. So which is right and wrong is, you know, compared to the situation, right? I'm not going to sit here and say cake isn't bad. If all you eat is spinach, cake is great. So, you know, it's just constantly asking the other person. Where you have to say, sometimes I have to say, look, I'm not being your girlfriend right now. I'm being your friend. So talk to me like your friend, like you do the homies, like you do your friend. And then there are other times I'm like, no. It's your fucking wife speaking right now. You know, and it's just different hats that you have to wear. In any relationship, even with with my own children, I have to say, oh, I'm telling you this as a friend. And then there are other things I'm saying as your mother, I'm telling you this. So I think it's the same thing. You just have to not, you know, the other stuff sounds like enticing. But you can, I always say that I would do most of my dating on the phone. Because I'd be like, see each other? What do you mean, see each other? Like, we have about two more months worth of phone calls. What do you mean? <laughs> Not two more months of phone Because I feel like once they see you, it's now clamoring for sex. Now you just want to get in the bed. Mm. Like, I don't, I'm not here to prove to you that the pum pum is good. It is. <laughs> God made it that way. It's good. Um, just imagine. <laughs> Whatever you imagine probably is a fire. So... <laughs> Really, I'm just saying, you don't have to... You got five kids out of it. Right, you have five kids out of it, but it's just, basically, it's all the same and it's good. So, once we're past proving that point, 
then, you know, sometimes you just want to have some conversation, like how, you know, how, what is the conversation like? What is the person's mind like? What happened? Nothing. Okay. <laughs> is it videoing or no? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So I could see myself being married again. I can't. The other piece of it, too, is I can't see myself being Tawny's age and not married. Mm. Like, that is not my story, her grandmother's age, mm-hmm. or, and not being married. I haven't, and what I find is all these amazing independent women are lonely as fuck. They are, so that it's like having everything and nothing. And I just spent some time with my 98-year-old aunt. And she said to me, we saw a, ma- a couple, and the husband's helping the wife. And she goes, I always thought I was going to have that. And I said, what? Like, you're queen, independent. I could do it by myself, do it for myself, everything. Like, what are you talking about? She goes, marriage, I always thought. I said, when? When's the last time you're in love? She fucking said when I was 35. 68 fucking years without being fucking in love and you thought that was your story? But I see it all the time. I see women get pickier and pickier and pickier instead of just finding someone you fucking like. They gotta have this. They gotta have that. They gotta... No. Find someone who's a good fucking person who you're nuts about. So you think women are getting pickier? You think women need to be less picky? I mean, or like, is it um, the um, no, ends no, justifies the mean? Is it working for you? Right. Know know that if you have to try too hard to get them to come to your level, then it's not worth it. But also know that there is you no just have is someone wor- is someone workable? Like we're not all women aren't showing up to the table perfect without our right. shit. Like focus on getting your own shit together. Once you change, your whole environment change. will change. You'll change. We have the power to change the world around us. So keep getting your shit together. How would your how would your kids feel if you got married? What do you think? I don't think they care. They don't care. I think I I just know that sometimes it's like it's it's kind of burdensome to have a parent that's not that's just out there on their own and not with you know party. like oh what is she gonna do for um Labor Day? What is she gonna do for <laughs> like I'm gonna be that bitch. Like, <laughs> Because like, you know she's not doing anything. Right, she's not Let's doing anything on Sunday. Let's take her a plate, <laughs> see if she wants to come. Like I'm not trying to I'm trying to have my own life. Like, like right. I still have a whole life. I want that for them. I want them. I don't want to worry about them. As a mom, I'm right. like, okay. Like I love when they're enthusiastic and in love and with someone. So I don't think they I I kinda low key don't even care what you know, my right. children are grown. I don't care what they think about if I get married or not. Do they, how do they feel about your partner now? Do they like him? Yeah, but they don't have to. I don't need anyone else to like him. Like, I need him to be, like, kind and polite to, you know. Right. Yeah. But so, they're not, like, in the house at this point right now. So it's no. Like, yeah. yeah, but, but isn't even that the, the whole family thing? Like, having that, I mean, the family dynamic, is that only include you and your partner? Or does that include your kids, you, your well, husband? Well, it's kind of the mer- and, merging of those things a, together. And being in a happy re- and genuinely, in like, interacting in a genuine way yeah but i'm not that's like tertiary to my primary like if i choose this man my children's feelings are like way down the road because they are grown up and unless they were like we just think he's a piece of shit and and i would know that right he's a piece of shit and he's the worst and he's a liar and he's a you know which he's none of those things he's kind of polite and mannerable that's it. That's all I need him to be with them. 
I'm not trying to have someone raise them or influence them or anything. It's like I also, and for my children, I also want them to have a regard for the fact that I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Like that's not, you know, that's, that's not a delusion. Right. My happiness is important and it may not be what they want from me. Or I, I mean, I don't have that with my kids where they're like, we want this for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, my kids are kind of that, you know, millennial generation or whatever comes after millennial where they're like, do you? <laughs> like, are you happy? Does it make you happy? Then go for it. So that's not really like a factor in it. But I will say that the a, a woman has more power to inspire a man than, and it's not so much change him. It's a very, like I said, it's a very light touch. This this man that I'm with now, he is just a very different person because he also was in a space where he just wanted better for himself. So a person will observe life and see what they want for themselves and go after it. You just have to sit there and be a good example. That's also what good parenting is. Good parenting, a lot of times, it's like you want to tell them, tell. I find that the telling them, telling them, beating them over the hand, head with it doesn't work. If ever I want my my teenager and adult children to do anything, I just sit and have an adamant conversation with you, and I know they're within earshot. And they pick and choose what works oh, for them. Oh, you have a conversation with someone else. I have a conversation with you about it, about how I feel about certain things and what kind of works, but to you... They're within earshot, and they're selecting their own their own ideas, and you have to just like hold your stomach <laughs> and bite your lip and let them fall. Sometimes that's one of the chapters in my book, the lessons in the fall. Sometimes you gotta allow them. A lot of times, it's not you saying the thing over and over. You go, you go. Can I help you with that? Do you need anything? Do you like that's where the lesson is. So, cool. I'm going to take all that advice right. when I was a teenager. I feel like it's... A, oh, teenager, she's already girls. very... Um, ting, ting. She's just a... A humdinger. Yeah. A humdinger. <laughs> yes. I'm going to start calling her that. A humdinger. <laughs> I'm telling you, you got to look it up. It's really just something incredible. Oh, my gosh. Well, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. I feel like I just talk nonstop. Like, I'm like, who has that much to say? That much fucking opinion about anything? (laughs) Did I answer everything? We covered health. We talked about health and men and home birth, house pregnancy, parent parenting, open relationship, no open relationship. Yeah, I think we covered it all. Thank you so much for coming. Mm-hmm. Okay, y'all. Well, we will see you guys next Wednesday. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at goodmoms underscore bad choices. You can follow Daphne at Daphne Wings and have an amazing week. Bye. You gotta put me on. You gotta put me on.